Hey there, client. Have you ever wanted to be more creative? Well, you've come to the right podcast. Welcome to Clienting. Hey, everybody. It's Grant Sanders, your old friend from the Sand Studio and the Clienting Podcast, the podcast for anyone who wants to know how to work with creative people, how to understand the creative thought process, and do what they can to make the work better. And today, it's a special day in the Clienting Podcast, because today we're going to teach clients what they can do to be more creative. Um, it's, these are some tasks that you can take on, some that only touch on creativity, and some are obviously very creative. But these things, if you do them, not all of them, but maybe three or four of them, they will make you more creative as a client. Now, are they going to turn you into a copywriter? Well, maybe, maybe not. Are they going to turn you into an art director or a designer or a photographer? Uh, maybe, or maybe they'll get you on your way to there. But any of these tasks that you take on will allow you to approach the creative process in a new way and work with creative people in a more productive way. All right, so let's get going, shall we? All right, the first task that you can take on is to be a more avid reader, okay? Now, I don't know a single creative person that doesn't consume creative media, all right? That, that's what we do as, as a matter of course. We like to take in other people's creative works. It makes us a better evaluator of creative work, and it makes us a better creator of creative work by taking in other people's creative output. But reading is a little bit different because the most intelligent creative people I have ever met don't just consume other people's creative output. They read. They are sponges, okay? Now, for me, last year, the last year was the year of the sponge. And what I tried to do was learn as much as I could. And I probably read 80 books last year. Like I said, reading will help rewire your brain in a way that will allow you to make connections between two disparate things, which is the basic underpinnings of creativity. Okay, next up, number two, ask questions. Okay, now this is a habit that if you get into it, it will allow you to be more creative because instead of giving people the answers, asking questions will allow you to have a conversation, okay? It will also make your creative relationships much better and creative people will be more likely to want to pull you into the process if you ask questions as opposed to telling them what to do. We've talked about this in the past on the Clienting Podcast, the, the benefits of asking questions. Just just the process of training your brain to ask questions instead of trying to come up with the answers will help you be a more creative person, a more creative client. Similarly, one thing that you can do, number three, is to stop trying to come up with the right answer. Okay, this is the flip side of asking questions. Stop trying to find the right answer. Any good creative person knows one thing that clients generally do not, and that is there is no right answer. You know, there's no such thing as one right answer. There might be 50 answers, and they're all 85% of the way to right, right? 
Sometimes we creative people, we deliberately force ourselves to come up with the wrong answer in order to find a creative way to get to a right answer or a dozen right answers. But there's no one right answer. And if you can just banish that one thought from your, your brain, that will get you part of the way to becoming a much more creative client. All right, next up, what task can you take on to become a more creative client? How about this? Stop listening to your expectations. Try harder to surprise yourself, okay? What I mean by that is, you know, we all have a set of criteria in our brain for what good work is, right? We all have these thoughts about what uh, the best idea is, what a good idea is. And generally speaking, we're wrong. Even creative people fall into this trap sometimes, but clients do all the time. They think that the right answer is an idea that they're familiar with. I ran into it this week when we were casting for a video and we wanted a voiceover. And it seemed like many people on the team like this one voiceover artist because he sounded like an announcer. He sounded like a guy you'd have on the radio, right? He sounded like a guy that you've heard in a thousand different radio spots or TV spots. But anyone who's familiar with the script that we wrote would know that that's exactly what we don't want. What we want is somebody with humanity in their voice, somebody who cares, somebody who is thoughtful, not an announcer, not a big announcer who can announce things, but somebody who has a little bit of humanity. So, you know, that was an example of clients trying to come up with the right answer, right? And, and they have expectations and they're trying to meet those expectations in their brains. What we should do is say, okay, what's the weirdest thing we can do that will still work? right? Surprise yourself. Try hard to surprise yourself and everyone else on your team by coming up with an idea that is not the expected idea. Stop listening to your, to that thing in the back of your head that says, this is the way to do it. Okay. Next up, a way to be a more creative client. And this is involved. This, this particular task will change you in fundamental ways. And some people just will not be able to do this. Um, and that is get into something in the arts. And when I say get into, I mean, practice it. Okay. Become a, become an artist in some way. Now that it could be music, right? Take up the harmonica, take piano lessons, learn to play the guitar, pick up that cello that you put down when you were 12, you know, get into the arts. Music is a great way to do it because music has, music has a way of rewiring your brain's neuroelasticity in amazing ways. Okay. You will, you will build new neuro pathways if you teach yourself an instrument or you continue to learn an instrument over and over again, but it doesn't have to just be music. It could be painting. Okay. Laying down charcoal on a page or paint on a canvas. It could be photography. It could be dance. Now, dance is not for everyone, right? Dance is not for me specifically. When I dance, people get hurt and, and nobody wants that. So I'm crossing dance off my list, but I might try sculpture, right? I might write poetry. I've written plenty of poems. Poems are a great way to sort of 
let your brain go to places that you that the other side of your brain has never given it permission to go. You know, poetry is a fantastic exercise to allow yourself to think beyond what your brain doesn't let you think of. Okay. And also try film. And when I say film, I don't mean a blockbuster movie on Netflix where everything explodes. I'm talking about a movie with a message, right? A film, something that has an emotional arc to it, something that has a valuable narrative associated with it, right? This, you know, getting into the arts, it's about putting yourself out there, all right? For no other reason than to engage in pure expression, okay? And you will become, slowly but surely, little by little, you'll become a different person, a more creative person. Similarly, another thing that you can do to become a more creative client is to find a trusted person, a friend, a colleague, someone who shares a philosophy with you and talk about the arts that you are experiencing with that person. Maybe it's a book group, right? Maybe it's maybe it's just two people talking about a, reading the same book and talking about it. Maybe it's a film study situation. Maybe it's somebody that you spend time with and you go to different museums and you talk about visual arts. Um, but having someone to actually talk about art with will train you to be a more creative client simply because you will have a viewpoint that goes beyond your business training, okay? All clients have good business training, but they don't necessarily have the vocabulary to talk about creativity. And when you talk with a trusted friend or colleague about the arts, then you start to build that vocabulary and you start to be able to talk about, you know, how Van Gogh painted in a way that no one has ever painted before or since, right? And how his technique was probably seen by a lot of people in the art scene at the time as nuts, as crazy, right? But today we realize that what he was was perhaps the most visionary visual artist ever, you know, on par with other greats like Picasso and Michelangelo, right? Uh, so having that vocabulary is a good thing to develop, especially when you're talking with creative people. The creative people who know that you have a love of the arts will have a greater respect for you, especially art directors and designers. So talk about art with a trusted friend. Gain that level of understanding in your mind. Okay, next. Similar to getting into the arts, but but even more critical is get on stage, okay? And it doesn't have to be something you do over and over and over again. It can just be something that you try, right? Maybe you take an improv course. Maybe you take an acting class. But there's something about putting yourself out there, right? It's about being vulnerable in a very public way that will help you understand the creative mindset. Because that's what we do. We, we lay ourselves bare every time we go into a creative presentation because we're talking about our ideas. There's nothing more personal than an idea, okay? There's nothing more valuable than an idea. And when we talk about our ideas, we want people to take them seriously and we want people to respect them. And when you decide to take that acting class or that improv class 
or do some street performing, you will quickly understand what it feels like to put yourself out there. Again, for no other reason than pure self-expression, okay? Um, I, have to, I have to make a confession here. I, um, a lot of people don't realize that when the weather's warm, instead of staying home and watching TV, I get on my bike and I put my guitar in the big bucket in front of my bike and I go downtown and I play music for people on the street. I don't do it because I'm the best musician in the world, although I do so enjoy it. I do it because there's something about putting yourself out there again and again and again that makes you a better creative person. It just allows you to be fearless about sharing your ideas, sharing yourself with the world. And you know, someday I hope to play music, play my guitar on the streets of every major city in the world. Uh, it's a dream of mine just because I'm, I'm, you know, kind of addicted to street performance, to, uh, to the what can happen when you play in front of people you've never met before. And some people are rude. Some people are, you know, I had a, a kid last summer throw 20 bucks in my in my guitar case and say, here, th this is so that you can buy guitar lessons. And then I've had uh, other people throw $100 bills in my in my guitar case and say thank you. You know, they really love the song. So, you know, you get you get all kinds of people, but when you're brave enough to put yourself out there just for the the pure expression of it, then you can understand what it's like to be a creative person. You know, you'll get you'll understand in the pit of your stomach what it's like to put your ideas out there for everyone to talk about. You are listening to Clienting, the podcast for anyone who wants to improve the state of the client-creative relationship. If you like Clienting, please tell a friend and visit us at client-ing.com and review us on iTunes. Now back to our show. Another thing that you can do to be a more creative client, and not enough people do this. I don't understand. I don't understand why. People don't do this more. Get out into nature for 20 minutes a day. Now, a lot of us, we, you know, we, we get up, we get the coffee, we go to work. You know, some of us commute, some of us stay home and work. But I know that if I didn't have a dog, I would be tempted to stay in, indoors all day. Thank goodness I have a dog. Her name is Hazel. She is, she is the worst dog in the world. She does not come when I call her. She does not. She knows some tricks, but she's very transactional. You know, you got to have the treats nearby. But the one thing that Hazel does for me, which I am eternally grateful for, is she forces me to get out into nature, to experience nature. And if you live in the city, that's tough for you. I know. I mean, if you live in New York City, you've got Central Park and, and thank goodness for that. Right. But um, I live on an island where nature is so gorgeous and so beautiful. Um, check out my Instagram feed to see some of the best sunrises and sunsets going. And being exposed to nature, exposed to color and light and shadow, being exposed to sounds, being exposed to smells, sunlight, just feeling sunlight on your skin, that is is something that will allow you to understand the human condition in ways that people who are 
stuck in gray cubicles all day never get to experience, okay? That will make you a more creative client. It will also lengthen your life and make you happier and improve your blood pressure, all those good things. You know, those are, those are things that make you a more creative client as well. But getting out into nature, oh my goodness. Thank goodness for Hazel the dog, really. I'm lucky to have a dog, even though she will not come when I call her. If she ever got off the leash, we would be chasing her. We would find her three years later running with the deer. You know, that's what would happen. Anyway, get out into nature. It's so, you know, nature seems to be shrinking these days. It seems to be going away from us. We seem to be creating walls around nature and not not being able to experience it as much as we need to as a species, as creative people. So do what you can. Get out there in some fresh air. Experience some trees, why don't you? Watch some birds. Well, I had the best walk today, you know? Okay, next up, something you can do to make yourself a more creative client. And this is going to sound a little funny, but it's true. Meditation. Now, a lot of folks roll their eyes when they hear, hear the term meditation. And those are the people, <laughs> those are the people that need meditation the most, folks. I swear to God. To God, that if you are the kind of person that rolls your eyes when somebody suggests meditation, I guarantee you that it will change your life in ways that you can't even measure, okay? Now, when I say meditation, I don't mean, you know, humming a mantra and wearing wearing loose clothing and sitting on a, a yoga mat all day. What I mean is take five minutes to be quiet to listen to your breath, to try to clear your mind. Maybe listen to some audiobooks on meditation because meditation requires some instruction. It requires some understanding of what the goal is of meditation. Um, and that there's a reason they call meditation a practice because it's not something that anyone ever perfects. It's something that they try to perfect from the beginning of their meditation practice to the end of their lives sometimes. Clearing your mind, quieting your mind is one of the most impossible things. And yet we who meditate, we try to do that all the time. We try to clear and quiet our minds so that we can have room for creative thoughts and also so that we can lower our heart rates and not feel anxious and be happier in many ways. I have never met a person who meditates that wasn't profoundly, profoundly improved in ways they didn't expect when they started to meditate. And not just the first time or the third time or the fifth time, but making it a practice means doing it on a regular basis. And it, it surely helps. It helps every creative person I know who meditates. And if you're a client, meditation will bring you closer or will bring your mind closer to uh, being a more creative person. All right, last up, the last task that you should take on to be a more creative client is this. Try to write something every day. Now, I'm not talking about a report. I'm not talking about a creative brief. I'm not talking about, you know, a timesheet. Try to write something that is not related to business every day. It could be a story. Again, I'll go back to poetry. It could be poetry. Um, it could just be stream of consciousness writing, like bullet journaling. 
there are lots of ways to get into journaling that will help you think more creatively and be more creative, even if you never reread what you wrote, even if no one ever reads what you write. I have journals in boxes somewhere that I hope no one ever reads um, because they will make zero sense to anyone, right? Stream of consciousness writing. But, you know, bullet journaling, sometimes what it takes is you sit down first thing in the morning after you pour that cup of coffee and you just, you just write three pages of stuff. It doesn't even have to make sense, but getting your thoughts down on a piece of paper, turning those electrical impulses in your brain into scratches in ink with ink on paper, there's something magical that happens when you do that. There's something that un, that lifts away from your ability to think clearly, okay? It sort of lifts the fog. It makes your brain, it's basically like limbering up before running a track meet. You know, you got to stretch, you got to shake your legs out, shake your arms out, shake your shoulders out. Well, that's what uh, this three-page bullet journaling practice does. It just basically gets your brain chugging along in the right way. And uh, one of the things that I use bullet journaling for is songwriting, okay? Because songs need to have some hook or some device in them so that people can relate to them and so they have meaning. And so they have a reason to come into being. Um, and bullet journaling is a great way to get a lot of ideas out on a page, free form ideas, stream of consciousness ideas that allow somebody who's writing creative things like songs or poetry or even ideas for stories. Um, bullet journaling allows you to basically get raw material onto a page in your journal. Sometimes the things that I write in my bullet journal turn into really, really cool songs. Or sometimes they turn into other ideas, you know, ideas for ads, ideas for visual works. Bullet journaling really does. Like I said, it's like limbering up. Okay. So that's it. You know, those are the things that you can do. And, and there are other things as well. And if you think of some, I'd love to hear what you do to be a more creative person. So that's it. You know, some tasks that you can do to, uh, to be a more creative client. I'll go through the list one more time. One, reading. Number two, get into the habit of asking questions. Number three, stop trying to come up with the right answer. Number four, stop relying on your expectations, right? That's the first way to kill creativity is to only go with what you expect. Number five, get into something within the arts. It doesn't really matter what it is, but something that you can get into, something that you can get behind. Number six, talk about art with a trusted friend or colleague. Number seven, get on stage and put yourself out there in some way. Improv, acting, street performing. Number eight, get out to, into nature at least 20 minutes a day. That, that alone will, will net huge dividends in your creativity. Number nine, meditation. I, <laughs> I have a story about meditation. I'm going to add that story at the end. It's like the bonus story. Number 10, write something every day. Journaling, bullet journaling, doesn't really matter. Just put pen to paper every day. At the end of 10 days, you will feel so much more creative. Okay. All right. That's it for this week's podcast. Uh, 
I hope you got something out of it. If you have any feedback for me, I'd love to hear it. But until next time, this is your old pal Grant Sanders saying be well. And stay tuned after the credits for the bonus story about meditation. You've been listening to Clienting, the podcast for anyone who wants to improve the state of client-creative relationships. For more, visit us at client-ing.com and sign up to receive helpful info about making the work better. That's the goal, better work. The Clienting Podcast was produced by Ray McSriff with help from Scott Dork and edited by Bobson Dugnut and Willie Dustis. Technical support by Mike Truck. Music by Anatoly Smorin. Creative support from Sonny Sanders and Tony Smerick. Special thanks to Anson Sweeney and Kevin Nogilny and the amazing Lisa Furland. This is your host, Grant Sanders. See you next time. All right, all right, all right. Here is the bonus story about meditation. I used to have a client. This was maybe five, six years ago. And it was a client that I really enjoyed working for, not because the work was particularly creative and not because the work was particularly groundbreaking, but because they ran a meditation retreat in the middle of Connecticut. And before every business meeting that we had, the clients would lead us in meditation. And I, <laughs> I have to tell you, I have never felt so good in a business meeting, in a client meeting. I have never felt so relaxed. I have never felt so serene. When everyone in a room goes through a guided meditation together as a group, there's a connection, there's a bond that happens. And everybody's personal agenda gets washed away in the practice of, of clearing your mind, of quieting your brain, right? And you all start to, you know, your hearts start to beat with the same rhythm and you start to really think about, okay, my goals are your goals and your goals are my goals. Let's, let's do this all together. And, you know, like I said, the work we did wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't terribly interesting. It was a website that we were creating for them. And it was a good website. But... I really miss working for that client because the meditation sessions that we had at every meeting were the highlight of my week. Um, I even went to a couple of their meditation sessions that they put on for the general public because that's when I really started to get into meditation. And um, I just, you know, if you're listening out there, clients, uh, it was it was a great gift that you gave me when we did that work together. Not for the work, but for the meditation at every meeting. All right, that's the story, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye.